Hello, and welcome to For Your Listening Pleasure, a podcast focused on talking with interesting and diverse individuals and discussing how their backgrounds shape them into the people they are today. I am your host, Mallory Waxman. I'm very excited to be kicking off Women's History Month by welcoming mother-daughter duo Allison Brune and Delia Folk. Together, they make up The Style That Binds Us, a women's media company and community exploring the cross-section of style and culture. Their brand encompasses The Style That Binds Us YouTube channel, podcast, blog, and VIP shopping experiences. Their mission is to support women by taking the stress out of getting dressed or going shopping by offering style tips and introductions to new under-the-radar brands. Allison and Delia, thank you so much for joining me today. I've been looking forward to this conversation and really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Why don't you give us a little bit of a background? I know you guys are both from Alabama, but kind of walk us through how you got to where you are today. Well, so how we got to where we are today is that when I was in college, I decided that I was going to move to New York and work in fashion. And mom was always very helpful in that adventure and journey, especially as you know, when you're in college, it is a very intense curriculum that you're trying to navigate as well as social life and everything. And so trying to figure out an internship in a field where you don't know many people that work in it or know much about it can be a lot. So through the process of researching companies and going to networking coffees and interviews and all of that experience and getting to go to New York and go on those interviews, mom had become an empty nester when I was in college. And so it was time for her to start thinking about her next step of what was she going to do and what was going to fulfill her and bring her joy. And so through my fashion journey of interning at Versace and then working at Barney's on the buying team, mom was able to rediscover her love of New York and fashion and all of those things. And so she ended up becoming a wardrobe stylist. So then we were working in the same industry, but weren't thinking at all about starting a company. And so organically, you you can jump in. I feel like I'm talking a lot. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that um, Delia started her, she learned that it's not Versace, it's Versace. (laughs) So that's always, we love saying that. But um, then she got, straight out of college, she got this job at Barney's. And that was something, you know, really uh, spectacular to, to achieve. And after that, a lot of people started calling me saying, you know, can my niece's best friend's child have a call with Delia? You know, uh, no, she's eating lunch and dinner and sometimes breakfast at her, at her, you know, at her job. And she doesn't have time to meet with so many people. You know, she loved to do it, but she just didn't have that much time to do it. So she started a blog to help people learn how to navigate and decide if this industry, if they're willing to work that, you know, that hard to actually do it. And then at the same time, I um, went to FIT in New York and got um, certified in image consulting. And I started writing a blog at her suggestion because I had so many people asking me the same questions over and over again. And I had said to her, I I wish that 
I could have a cassette recording that dates me. I'm 59. So I was picturing giving someone a cassette that they would listen to about how to wear a blazer, how to wear this or that. So anyway, she said, write a blog. So I wrote a blog. And then did we start the YouTube videos before we started working together? So no, but basically when people, we had our own separate blogs, when people would see us together, they would say, oh, you're a mother daughter. You have a great relationship. You're in the same industry. Why don't y'all do something together? Because of course there's mother daughter design teams and mother daughters in real estate and all sorts of things, but there's not necessarily this fashion media platform that is a mother daughter team. Plus you've got a stylist and someone who formerly worked at Barney's on the buying team. So you do have all these different experiences and knowledge that you could bring to the fashion industry, whether it's for designers or consumers. So we ended up bringing the blogs to life via video video and audio and combining to create the style that binds us in 2018. So of course, before launching the YouTube channel, you have to, and Mallory, you'll understand this, whenever you think something's going to launch, it really takes a lot longer. So we were batching, we right, <laughs> starting to film those YouTube videos, oh, okay. but it was always for the style that binds us whenever it was going to be able to launch. So Allison, what I find really interesting is that you didn't really start this until later in life. And I think exactly. a lot of our listeners, some of them are at the point where they've had kids right? and now what? And I think that there's that fear that holds people back about, do I start my own business? How do I get going? Mm -hmm. um, am I going to be a bad mom because I'm going to put time and energy into myself and trying to create what this next chapter looks like? And even Delia's like, you decide to do something when you were an empty nester, but from previous conversations we've had, you know, you kind of said you had this in the back of your mind, you wanted something else. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of talk to us about what those feelings were prior to making that decision? And then what advice would you give women who are kind of stuck or maybe a fear is taking over versus the excitement? Right. And, and exhaustion. I think a lot of people think I'm just too tired to start something. It's just mm -hmm. too overwhelming right. or to make any big changes. But I think things like COVID helped people too. But anytime when you stop and, a, you know, um, a change has occurred, your kids are grown and you realize one day you're folding laundry and you think, is this, is this the way it's going to be? This is, this is going to be my life, you know? And then you just start thinking about, well, you know, I'm, I'm not too old to do a lot of things, but what would it be? You know, I don't want to just necessarily get back into a job just to, you know, this hard work to make some money, but that I'm exhausted and I'm not getting fulfilled. So that's when I would suggest to people, I think about what you do like, like I knew I liked to teach. I had taught kindergarten and first grade, um, I retired from that when Delia was young, but I always substituted and stuff like that. So I knew I loved to teach, but I, then I said, well, I don't really necessarily want to have another classroom of little children who need me as their second mommy. And, you know, that's kind of a, that's, that was something I absolutely adored then, but maybe not something now. So that wouldn't be an option, even though I trained in that. So what else would it be? So I looked into a couple of things before I zeroed in on this and the way I zeroed in on it 
was because I had always loved fashion. I'd loved the history of fashion, but I didn't think, I couldn't figure out what kind of career that would be um, necessarily. And I didn't think of it as that serious of a thing until I really started doing it. So what I thought one day was, I'm gonna look at all the colleges that I could think of and see what their continuing education programs are or if they have certification programs, meaning you don't have to go to the college for four years and then see how much those certification things are. And there's a ton of different things. You might decide, I think it'd be cool to be in the fashion industry and be a window dresser, or Bergdorf Goodman. I mean, those are the kinds of things, or a photographer. I mean, there are so, I have someone right now who's 56 now and she said, you know, I've, I'm an accountant, but I've always loved photography and I've always loved jewelry. I'm thinking about maybe, going to school and learning, you know, just playing with that idea. So um, it definitely makes you feel young, for sure. You have this purpose, you have sort of this, someone has given you permission to, to think about what you want and to see, like before you got married and had kids, a lot of women, they were young enough that they hadn't really thought too very long about who they were, you know? And now you have a time to think, well, I think those are the things I like, but maybe that's just because that's what society or my life was telling me I liked, but really I don't like any of that. I don't even like to cook anymore, which was a surprise to me, <laughs> but everyone in my family now knows it's really true. So things can totally change. You know, it's never too late to learn something new and to, and to invest in yourself. I love that. And I think that's a really important thing to remember is to mm -hmm. invest in yourself um you know we hear about like self-love and people are like oh mm -hmm. face mask but that's not right <laughs> yourself oh God, yeah um so you mentioned once the science of getting dressed now i'm from the midwest so we're kind of we get trends i feel like after both the coasts do yeah um, for our listeners, you'll see on the picture, they are beautifully dressed. Delia's earrings, I cannot stop like <laughs> looking at them because they are just a beautiful accessory. Um, fun. But can you talk to us about the science of getting dressed and what does that mean? Sure. So that's what I learned at FIT. It's not about, oh, that looks cute on you. I think you should buy it. It's more about what the brain of the person who is looking at you is thinking. They're not meaning to judge, but they are just making these assumptions and, you know, thoughts about based on literally the shape of your earrings, what you're wearing here, all of these things, the, like the shape of my earring is similar to the shape of my eye and the same size. So it's creating visual harmony. So all these things you wouldn't know, but when you put these things on, it clicks together. So the person that is looking at you feels comfortable and not distracted. But if this is very different than this down here, this is called visual noise and it's super distracting. The brain is trying to, you know, try not to pay attention to that noise down there and concentrate on what you're saying, but they're very distracted. So that's the science. Once you know the things that you should do and shouldn't do, if you want to get a certain message across, then you've given yourself a power that you didn't even know that you had. So it's not just about fluffing somebody up and looking cute. It's about you're actually sabotaging yourself by wearing this Tweety jacket when you have straight hair and smooth skin. This is a messy situation down here. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't 
create visual harmony and that kind of stuff. So it's so much fun. And there's a lot of aha moments when you realize these things. Oh, I never even thought of that. I mean, I mostly wear black, so maybe I should look into no, that no. a little bit more. No, black is fine. And you've got, you know, straight hair, smooth skin. So um, rather than something with a lot of black and other colors going on down here, if it's just like a, a black blouse or a black blazer with a white, you know, um, silk shirt under it or something like that and jeans, that would be that would be perfectly aligned from head to toe. Okay, good. Cause that's normally what I'm in. So that makes yeah. me feel better. So the fashion industry for a long time, I think really catered to one body type and one style. And in the last few years, what has been amazing is that we see this inclusiveness that mm -hmm. really started with size, gender, even those who have disabilities. So right. Delia, I know you've talked about working and looking for those brands. Can you talk to us about what some of those brands are, but also how have you seen this impact the fashion industry? Oh my goodness. Yes, exactly. And it's so crazy how I feel like maybe during COVID, during the pause, we kind of all started to think more about like the messages that our entire lives that we've just subconsciously been fed mm -hmm. of what beauty looks like mm -hmm. and, and the definition of beauty and how that makes people feel about themselves. And so during lockdown, I started learning more about adaptive fashion and that was such a wonderful adventure to meet mm -hmm. founders and people with disabilities and learn all about that space. And also, yes, the size is so crazy and what consumers, so there's business and then there's consumers. So the business end, for example, from the buying perspective, when you are purchasing basically a little teeny rundown is if you're a buyer, you're choosing what is going into the store. So six months in advance, you are going to see the collection and then you're going to edit that down. Hopefully, if you're doing it right, you're choosing the pieces that are perfect for your customer. However, you have a budget for per brand, per season, per all of the things. So with ready to wear, which I worked in I was in jewelry, ready to wear, and beauty, ready to wear. I mean, you, the problem is you can't have unlimited everything. You mm -hmm. cannot truly carry size double zero to 36 or however mm -hmm. high the brands will go. And also for the brand, it's expensive for them to make samples in different sizes. Remember, these designers are small, they're struggling as well, and they're being tasked with being more sustainable and inclusive. And it's like this maddening thing that I think the whole world is trying to figure out right now. What do you have to say about Yeah, I think that's that's so true. And um, so that's what people don't realize. They just get mad and say, well, there's not enough sizes, but that's a great thing for people to know the background about. And then um, I was really proud of Delia. And I learned a lot too when, from when she started meeting with the um, people with disabilities and these brands and why people started. It might be her sister or her sister-in-law or her child right. or herself and all of the amazing things. And there again, 
um, you know, it's also this huge untapped market that if you want to look at it from a business perspective, brands really need to be and are starting to realize that's a whole other group. And when you hear from these people that Mm -hmm. feel like they've dressed in hospital gear, basically their whole lives, it really just is heart wrenching. And so we wanted to make people aware, especially brands aware, A, you might want to target this for money reasons and B, you might want to target it just because it feels good to help. Right. Everyone should be able to dress to get dressed and have that dignity and you know self-confidence yeah I mean even the other day I was reading uh the Wall Street Journal and skins Kim Kardashian brand uh was valued at 2.7 billion already another 950 million investors and that is very much a size inclusive brand Mm -hmm. oh yeah and also skin tone which is something that really right. start to come to light. I never thought about it until right. it makes sense. Um, it, also, it also fits really well. Yeah, That's the other key. You know, it's like people would buy it because it's Kim Kardashian, no. but I have people that don't even, that almost are embarrassed to say, I wear scalps. Oh, you know, okay. older people my age, you know what I'm saying? And they're yeah. like, but it just works. I'm giving it to my whole family. I'm the daughter. Yeah. I mean, those body suits are my yeah. weakness in life. Um yeah. But one aspect is beauty. And Delia, I know you've worked in it and that you guys have had some founders on your podcast, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about, but clean beauty and what's going in it. And you see TikToks exploding and talking about different beauty brands and trends and clean beauty, especially, I think it's interesting. You guys are at two different ages. So your mm-hmm. beauty and skincare routines are very different. What would you tell, I'm going to ask both of you this question, um, just because of ages, um, what would you tell your age group, Delia versus Allison's, like, what is the most important skincare and beauty routines that they should start to establish? So yes, I started my career at Barney's on the buying team in beauty, which was absolutely insane. So I was thrust into this magical environment because Barney's was all about emerging brands and really introducing and cultivating these brands to give their stamp of approval, introduce them to the market, all the things. And they all had incredible stories and all different ingredients that they use and methods and practices. And, and then even we've developed further into wellness and a self-care ritual while you're applying. So beauty, when I started, it was that Korean 10 step plus Mm. routine. And really the only reason that I was doing it was because I was having to try the product because you have to try it and let mom try it and whoever so that before you bring it to the company but if you're if you're a consumer and you're actually going to be spending your own money purchasing these products I think one of the best things to do if I am to buy anything going forward I think you do not need to get rid of all the products that aren't clean however once you use it up if possible, I would choose and purchase from a brand and hopefully all brands are evolving to this, but a brand that uses clean ingredients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think one thing that, um, that we're learning now, we're, we're in the second tier of clean beauty, where in the first tier, 
it was definitely clean, but it didn't necessarily do much. Right. It couldn't compete with, you know, the other brands. And now they have gotten really gotten more behind the science and mm -hmm. things. And the difference is now when people send us products to try, they'll send me the this for mature skin and they'll send Delia the, the other products because when we would meet with beauty brands, I would always tell Delia, this is a $200 cream. And it'll, of course it works great on your skin, you know, or yours now, but for my age, it's gotta really be something special before I recommend it to my clients because it's a lot of money. And, and what I really believe with skincare is something that's hard for me to do, but she reminds me constantly, definitely take off your makeup every night, go to bed with a clean face. When you're asleep is when your skin is at its most open to, to goodness, to, you know, to really putting those good serums and heavy creams on and repairing and everything. So um, it doesn't have to be super expensive to work for sure. And a lot of times don't buy something just because it is expensive. I think for people my age, you need things like vitamin C, hyaluronic acid, salicylic, salicylic acid, um, retinol, but now there are a lot of retinol for, um, forms that aren't so dramatically drying and, and peely and everything. So um, find a good thing. And then, you know, a serum with some of that in that and a moisturizer. And then as my um, dermatologist keeps saying, you know, sunscreen, even in the winter, sunscreen and having a clean face and keeping your hands away from your face are, are the best things you can do. And people are, you're going to age. There's no cream that you're going to wake up and, oh, I have no wrinkles. I have no, you know, uh, saggy lids or whatever. That's just not going to happen. So, um, you know, there are procedures you can have done if you want to go that route or you don't have to do them. You can age gracefully just as easily that way. And um, that, that's, what I, that's what I try to do. Really read the ingredients, know what you're putting on your skin. So you guys started the company in 2018. What were your goals? Because it's a big undertaking. You guys both had your blogs. And then I know how long it takes to make content and good content. And how do you get the word out? And um, you guys are both um, from Alabama. So you kind of had that following but not maybe such a following in New York. How, talk about the first leading up to the pandemic because we'll get into like what kind of happened when everything changed. But the first two years, what were those steps you took to really get the word out? Well, my goal, so basically when I was at Barney's, when I was just starting, I researched all my vendors. So all these beauty brands that were, I was going to be taking care of and working with. And I ended up walking the floor so excited. I wasn't telling everyone, hey, I'm starting next week. And I walked to the floor. And when I was looking at the list of my brands, I hadn't heard of most of them. And not one of those stories was told to me that I had just so excitedly researched and learned about. And then you see La Mer there or some other brand that is more well-known. So Barney's did have a nice mix and I was pretty shocked. It was an observation that lay dormant for a couple of years. I'm sure I told, left and told you that I can't believe this. Why would someone purchase 
Tatcha over La Mer when they've never heard of Tatcha and they don't know about this fabulous story of Vicky, the founder, and how she came to create this beautiful brand. And these are the brands they are going to be my vendors. We have to tell their story. So that's why on the buying team, I get so involved with marketing and editorial and the staff making sure the they were getting trained so that everything is working together in order to introduce this brand to the consumer. So that was in starting my blog. Originally, before we came together, I thought, I literally know the person behind this brand. I love the products. They have a great story. I would be so honored to tell their story that for some reason, Barney's or other or retailers right. aren't telling to someone in Alabama or someone in Chicago mm -hmm. before it takes five to 10 years to become mainstream because, and I experienced this personally, once you know the story and the founder behind it, you're so much more loyal, you feel mm -hmm. included, mm -hmm. and you're so excited to tell other people about it. When you get complimented, oh, your skin is looking so great. Oh my gosh, have you heard about this brand? And you get to be the, the friend that's always in the know, in the know <laughs> and telling people about things like that. So we're obsessed with creatives. We love supporting creatives. So that was that was one of my big goals. And mm -hmm. mom, what was your goal in starting um, styling? Starting styling was, you know, teaching again, teaching other women, being helpful to other women. Um, and Delia had connected me with brands too. That's kind of how we started working together was she would say, you need to come up here and meet with this brand. And then I would fall in love with the founders too and um, bring that information to my clients. Also bringing information to my clients like, you know, what's the right sunglass shape for your face all these things that I was doing one-on-one -on -one. how could you make that reach more people and maybe people that you know hadn't considered using a personal stylist or didn't have the money to have the personal stylist get that information out to them too so that's why the blog was started and then the video came from that where actually a video can do a lot more because we can do both ages different style aesthetics all of that, but the, I started actually becoming a wardrobe consultant because I realized I could help women solve problems. And I wanted, um, you know, just like she felt about her, her young brands is the way I feel about my clients. I want to make sure when they go out into the world that they feel strong and beautiful and, you know, nothing that they're wearing in the back is showing something that they wouldn't want to be shown. Those little things that you know, make people vulnerable. I just, I just know women go through a lot in their lives and I wanted to make them feel powerful and beautiful. So. I love that. That's so important. Cause I, women do go through a lot, whether you're running a business, you're a mom, you're mm -hmm. juggling um, sick parents or mm -hmm. friends or your own mental health. Women go wow. through a lot. Um, you guys started a podcast, which I do love. I've been listening to it and mm -hmm. you really do talk to a lot of founders and their stories, which I think is so important because a lot of them, there was a problem and they chose to solve it and mm -hmm. that came a business. Um, what have been some of your biggest learnings from your guests on your podcast? Biggest learnings from our guests? A lot. I mean, one thing we, we have learned about 
what it means to be sustainable. We have learned how hard it is to actually do that and how so many people are trying very hard to figure out how to do it and also survive at the same time because it's very expensive to do it. And we have learned obviously, you know, about new products and, and how, how I think one thing that our podcast has done um, is when we've heard from designers that say it's kind of a lonely thing to be a jewelry designer. And so I love listening to your podcast and hearing how other people have done it, that, that kind of thing. And then I think the mental health podcast during COVID were very helpful to us and to everyone when you're feeling afraid and there is no rock because it's collective, like in the entire world is uh, terrified, not knowing what's coming and how to handle that. And um, I think we learned a lot about that. And I mean, we learned something every single podcast. Usually that's why we do it. We want to learn. So then we want to share, which is really what the style that binds us is all about. It doesn't matter if what size you are or age. That's another thing when we talk about clothing and brands, makeup brands. I have to stand up for the older generation and always say, but what are you doing for my age? Like my age women like like sleeves or, you know, these cutouts are not going to work for them. How can we, how can I show this brand to my clients? What would you say you would recommend for them? So obviously with skincare, shoes, you know, just everything you could think of is something that is, is different depending on age. And then obviously size and wanting people to feel like you come with us and you are cool and you are an insider and we're gonna bring you along with us and no one is going to hurt your feelings or make you feel less than if you're with us. We're, we're, a, power, we're a power community where everybody's welcome. You took the word right out of my mouth was community. So 2020 came and we started to live in tie-dye sweatpants. Yeah, <laughs> if, if it was right? good enough to be tie-dye, but yeah, so a lot of people just gray. <laughs> um, a lot of lounge clothing. And I know for me personally, I was used to getting dressed up, going to the office, wearing heels every day. And now I'm in my Lululemon leggings and... <laughs> The idea of kind of getting dressed up is it takes some time. And when you haven't been getting dressed up or putting yourself together, what advice would you say to our listeners now that the world is opening up again, we're approaching spring, summer of 2022. What would you tell them to like Mm -hmm. put it together, you Mm -hmm. know, and then also what style do you think is really going to be coming out? Because I understand you guys were at Paris Fashion Week. I saw some pictures of the couture dresses. Um, I'll post them again for our listeners, but there was this one black dress that oh I immediately God. saved to my vision board because I was like, yes. I want to live and die in yes. this black yes. gown. Yes, oh my I God. love that. Totally. I know, absolutely. Absolutely. Talking about it was just yes. I get. Oh, yeah. Mom was like, "Is everything okay?" I'm like, "It's just a Dior gown." <laughs> I was staring at it for a solid five minutes. Right. <laughs> right. Being like the day I get married, I'm I'm walking down the aisle in this dress. Yeah. Yes. 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 That's um, a great idea. Get yes. it done in cream or white. Um. One thing is, don't be too hard on yourself. Um. The other thing is, just you know, kind of. I think everybody, it's such a weird thing. It's like everybody got out, but 
they can't remember like my makeup doesn't work the same way. My hair doesn't mm. seem to be the same. Nothing. I can't get it together. Like you right. said. And so that's where you definitely have to be um, easy on yourself. However, what might be fun is go to your hairdresser, or if you don't love your hair, go to a different, talk to some friends, go to a new hairdresser. We both got different haircuts during COVID and, and mine, I just got, um, you know, probably like two or three weeks ago, I finally got these because um, when you get older, you know, you have wrinkles and, and also my hair is parted down to down the middle now, which I always believe made your nose look bigger. You know, she's like, no, that's, that's an old wives tale. And your part is a little off to the side. So for the first time in my life, my part is really where it needs to be. And it's an easy thing for me to blow dry, which I always, you know, something I can count on. It's like, okay, well, at least I know I've got like a, a hair situation that's fine and then go somewhere and this um uh makeup artist legendary makeup artist who we adore and who we work with a lot she said you don't get necessarily seasonal updates with makeup but you do need to get updates you know maybe once a year the skin the color that you were wearing isn't right for you anymore or it is nice to get a new look go somewhere and have that tweaked a little bit because if you can get this going on, then you feel more confident and you feel like, okay, I can figure out what to put on. And I would move from Lululemon to, um, you know, jeans and just like a cute sweater like this, um, you know, and, you know, if you're having a bad hair day, this would be a stretch for some people, but a cute like fedora hat. You don't have to do that if you don't want to, but some little booties instead of, or even sneakers, but um, you know, that is getting the first step done. And then all of this is done in a natural way. Your face. Your face is naturally made up, not overly made up in your hair. Yeah. You got that going on. So then you're like, okay, this is good. This is casual, but I don't feel like I never got dressed today, you know, and then it starts to come. And then if you used to wear heels, wear a heel to dinner. But, you know, like yesterday we went somewhere and I was wearing booties, but they did have a heel. And I was like, oh, wow, because we live in New York. So we were walking a distance. I was like, oh, I hadn't walked in heels for a while. You know, it's, it's going to take a little while. Then we went to our meeting and they're like, wow, you're so dressed up. Well, I think I was in black jeans. <laughs> no, we, we weren't that dressed up. <laughs> and just like a sweater. We were just put together, you know, so a little bit baby steps. And don't freak out that maybe you gained a little weight and it's about to be spring and bathing suit weather and everything. That's going to come as we get out more. And um, everything is just a process. It is. But you will find your way. And not you, obviously, everyone, you know, we will all find our way and, you know, be better for it. So it's kind of fun. Maybe not suits. Maybe you're not going to go back to, even if you're a banker, but you might go to like a pantsuit. Pantsuits are super cool right now with softer material or belted you know just kind of very sexy so there's all kinds of um fun things and just look around because nobody knows i mean i can um i can suggest i can make a hypothesis about what i think people are going to wear but um you know we didn't think that last spring was going to be full of uh sequins and sparkles like it was i think they jumped the gun on that but um, they didn't know that Omicron was coming, you know. So I don't know how quickly we're gonna go. I think that was sort of like, 
a fantasy dream stuck in sad in COVID and they wanted to dream of glamour and beauty. So a bunch of those things came out and people were like, well, I don't know where I'm going to wear that yet. So, but we're definitely going to see more of that this spring. What do you want to say? Oh my goodness. There's so much to say. So beauty, going back to the beauty thing, basically beauty is truly everything. It's inside out. It's how much water you drink. It's what food you're eating. It's if you're working out and working out, isn't just, yes, exactly. I drink so much water and I force mom to, too. Yes. Yes. I'm obsessed with this three drops of life water bottle from Amazon. I drink two of them a day of water. And my skin has never been better. Right, right, exactly. Yes. So truly, that's why with the style that binds us, we do need to focus on style, but it truly, everything going works together to create this 360 degree approach. And one thing pre-COVID and also coming out now, hopefully, dressing per vibe or kind of you have a vision for the night so mom and I would do this pre-COVID and she would say okay this is what you're going to Sotheby's tonight and this rock musician has curated the exhibit so it's what you want to be arty but we want to be also rock and roll cool so we were going for a Bianca Jagger look so if you kind of have a mood you can even take it all the way up to the music you listening, you listen to while you get ready and the scent that you choose. Like you can really create this whole story that people will notice whether it's subconscious or not. If they, they might not be able to articulate it, but they'll be like, oh, wow, who is that? <laughs> Which that's always my goal wherever I go is that. <laughs> and then, so with trends, we are, we like sustainability and we are all about buying less and better quality. So what I have found, I think I maybe started this during COVID, but basically like, for example, mid-February, we will come out with the spring 2022 trend report. It is good to know all the trends so that you are aware of them. Then you can think about what do I already have in my closet that I, oh, perfect. Now I'll get to definitely wear this this spring. Mm -hmm. And then you can think about maybe if you want to get one or two new pieces that will represent those trends, but be careful about that and don't make it just too trendy that it's going to only be mm-hmm. like a flash in the pan for that season. And then that was kind of a waste mm-hmm. of a purchase. And so you can decide like last fall, for example, my key items were these fabulous boots that were kind of combat boot, but it was like French girl chic boot by Marie Lafont. And then I got a classic black slip dress midi, which we did a whole blog styling post of how to style a slip dress so with us at the south of finds it's always okay invest in this one piece and this is how to wear it from jeans to cocktail in trillions of different ways so you kind of you pick your key items Mm -hmm. for the season and getting dressed you can either get dressed like pick one like okay i'm going to revolve the outfit around a shoe or Mm -hmm. like the vibe for the night or this Mm -hmm. one trend so it's going to change mm-hmm. based on the mood, the occasion, the weather. But two, two big, two of the biggest trends for spring, as mom was kind of hinting to, designers each season are so hopeful and optimistic that really this is going to be the one where we're really going to have the return. So this season for spring 22, there's sparkle, there's feathers, there's shine, sequins, mm-hmm. 
bright, joyful colors. It's all about going out high platform heels, mini dresses, cutouts, body con, like we're showing off that hot bod. So that's one. And then the other one is like we were saying about less but better. It's all about artisanal and craftsmanship. So during lockdown, when everyone was forced to slow down and they maybe thought more about how the clothes are made, why do I purchase an item? Why should I? All of those things. So crochet, embroidery, that is also going to be a huge, huge portion. And yes, which is so interesting when you think about COVID. So in one, on one hand, we all went back to what's important. Nature became important to us, you know, um, just taking care of our mental and physical right. health. So that's this part about all the artisanal stuff and the crochet and the, right. all that. And then on the other hand, it's like, get us out of here. <laughs> we have to live. Right. We don't know what's coming next. Right. And so you're going to see sequins for day and everything. But we yeah. do always try to say, if you can stay away from fast fashion, even for trendy things. I know a lot of people say, well, just get that fast fashion. If it's a trend you like, but you know, it's going away fast because then you just have this stuff that's going to end up in a dump, you know, uh, causing more problems for the earth. Um, but there are ways, like if you love fringe, you're going to see some fringe and we both love fringe, but I'm not going to be in a full fringe dress, mini dress, most likely, even though y'all could, and it would be so much fun to wear to a party, but I can do a jacket that has just a little bit of fringe somewhere that adds a little embellishment to it. So instead of thinking, buy something cheap, if it's a trend that you know is super you know, trendy for just a little while, don't do that. Buy something that has a little bit of the trend mm -hmm. so you can partake in it and don't get something just because it is a trend. And the last <laughs> right. thing I wanna say, cause I'm realizing this more and more about this is what people do is they buy things because it's, cute or they're drawn to it, mm -hmm. but they don't stop for a minute and say, okay, let me picture me in this. Mm -hmm. I'm five, four. Um, you know, I have a larger chest or whatever their, their personal body type is. And this is a body contrast that probably someone very tall should carry off. I'm not, so they get home and then they're like, I don't ever buy this. They just, it's people's closets are full of that. I just thought it was so cute, but they never really thought about what works for them you know it's the same thing now like at my age if I think oh that is so cute well I put it on I'm like please you know it's, it's funny to talk about trends I remember a few years ago it was florals non-stop mm -hmm. oh lord and I it's not my vibe right I will not wear that kind of color I did not want to mm -hmm. look like a garden and and it was everywhere it was everywhere and that you know year however long it was hard for me to buy clothing because Absolutely. I, I knew everyone's like, you should buy some florals. I'm like, I will never wear this. It won't look good. Right. Me. It won't make me feel my best. So I really love what you guys were talking about, really thinking about, yes, there are trends. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you have to necessarily follow them or spend a ton of money on them, mm -hmm. but to try to find that piece that either works for you, that you'll actually continue to wear and feel good mm -hmm. in or if not it's okay to pass because it's a trend there'll be something else coming down right. The line. right exactly or there's a cool black floral that you you know isn't so obvious that it's right a floral but I had so many people especially people my age were like what is up with a little house on the prairie garden party dresses yeah we would look ridiculous in this mm -hmm. and then 
everybody's doing it for some reason. No, it's like they're all following each other right now. So hopefully we're going to see some new creativity and individuality coming out of all of this. That's great. So um, I want to thank you guys both. And where can our listeners find you guys? We'll post everything, but want to share um, both about the podcast website and any of your socials. Thank you. Everything, the hub is the style that binds us website. And then everywhere at the bottom of it, at the top left are all the little icons and everything's called the style that binds us. So YouTube channel, podcast, social media, we have mm. Allison and Delia. Yeah, I was going to say at the website, um, we have a blog where really the blog is so great because the blog will have the podcast in it. Right. And it'll also have anything from that brand that we love that people can actually shop right from there. Mm -hmm. So it's so much easier than going to Apple Podcasts or Spotify right. or whatever. It's just like, if you just go to our website, you can see everything we're talking about. That's like our hub. Just take a little while and just go through the blogs because we're like, oh, I should listen to that too. That I mean, read that too. So um, yes. every time I look at it, I think, Oh, that's so interesting. I really, you know, I keep forgetting sometimes when I go back. Um, so I recommend that. And we're also busy, but it's just kind of go get lost in the blog. Get lost in the blog. We also have style tools. I don't know if you've seen them, but we have how to build a core wardrobe. We have some super top tips from Allison that she's learned as from being a stylist over the years. We have, I created a how to get into the fashion industry guide. We have a stylist organizational tools. So style, awesome. yeah, the closet tools. Style, there's so many different layers and components to your look. So there's a lot to be discovered. And we'll post, we'll do a post on that and like take some screenshots. So we yeah. uh, you know, I know that you've motivated me now to like this weekend, look at my closet and air. So thank you. Um, we end the podcast with the same mm -hmm. three questions. I'll ask one question and then have both of you guys answer separately. So the first question is if you had a quote or a mantra that you live by, what would that be? And Allison, we'll start with you. Mm -hmm. Well, because I did start this company at 50 and because I also moved to New York City at 59, mine is actually I can. And um, when I was in my late 40s and then when I started my brand, I would constantly say, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. And Delia would always be, I don't understand why. Why can't you? You know, and she pushed me to do it. And now I've realized actually I can. Yes. And then the style that binds us is we are on a mission to empower everyone to live their most stylish and fearless life. So not only do I challenge myself to do that, but I challenge and help others to do that as well. I love that. I love both of those. Um, so the second question is, if you could relive any one day, what day would you live again or choose? Um, do, you, yeah, do you want to start? Sure. So I had a couple, basically. So I'm coming from Alabama, but I transferred to William & Mary. I went to Alabama, the University of Alabama first. So any day, really, I guess, on that campus, but definitely in the beginning. Also, like the day that I got my job offer from Barney's was a magical day. You're talking about your the campus of William & Mary. Yeah. 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 
And also any of the first days of living in New York City, a new city, it was such a magical time graduating from college, moving here. And then also going to Fashion Month was the most insane adventure. And thankfully we vlogged it or else I wouldn't (laughs) believe that it was true. But any of the days getting to go to Mm -hmm. New York, London, Milan, Paris, Fashion Week, all in one, traveling with this one, your mother for a month month (laughs) was insane and wonderful yeah we have to do that again it's so amazing because besides yes it's amazing for your business but just that you guys have those memories together Mm -hmm. like a lot of people don't get that with their parent that that's something that will always be with you yes it's great for your brand and your business learning and growing but to have that quality time and see the world together is something that's so precious I love that yeah Yeah. so my day would be, you know, when she was born, so. My birth, <laughs> but also, I know I was like, mom, I think, wasn't that a really painful day? She's like, no, I don't remember anything. No, you know, moms, they don't remember the pain, most of them. Oh my gosh, but yeah. also now every day is a great day because you live, I live here. In New York in City. Dream, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so the last question, which is always my favorite, is if you had a theme song, that played every time you walked into a room, what song would you choose, Allison? Well, what we did was we chose for each other. Oh, yeah. Okay. So her song, in my opinion, would be um, Girl on Fire. Okay. And I chose Uptown Girl for Mom. Both (laughs) those songs will be added to the For Your Listening Pleasure uh, guest theme song playlist on Spotify. Um, so guests can go ahead and listen to your theme songs along with all of our others. So guys, I just want to thank you so much. This has been so much fun. It's really encouraged me to want to look at fashion differently. Like I used to and get excited to get dressed up and see that that is a part of not only feeling good and that self-confidence, but also it's fun. And to think of it as fun versus just throwing on the first thing that you see in the morning or kind of being like, Oh, it doesn't matter. I don't have to put myself together. Who am I going to see? Right. You. Um, I'm actually really excited going. Good. 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 Art this again. So I just want to thank you guys so much for it. Absolutely. You're so sweet to invite us. Yeah.